Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Doug Bullock, and he is a supporter of Bernie Sanders, uh, and he is here to talk about people without health insurance and the coronavirus. Doug, how, how bad of a problem do you think it is? I think it's a real big problem because in this country, we have 40 million people without health insurance. So, you know, and then we have a whole millions more that are underinsured. So we have a a system of insurance, private insurance, that uh, is failing this system, uh, our health care right now. So if there's so many people who are uninsured or underinsured and aren't going to test, the statistics that they're giving in the media has got to be a lot higher than what they're saying. Would you agree? It's it's going to be a lot higher, uh, especially since we hit a historic high today in New York State. We have uh, over 1,200 deaths. Uh, I think the exact figure is 1,215. Um, I'm close. So, you know, I mm-hmm. think that the uh, curve is still going up. It may not be doubling every four days, every six days. That was one of the promising signs that it's not doubling now until uh, every eight days. So it, uh, we might be able to uh, gain some strength from social distancing, and I hope that does it. But um, the big thing, that, that the biggest failure of all was not to test. The testing should have been done so we knew who has the coronavirus and who doesn't. Massive testing was a biggest failure that we didn't do in the beginning. So uh, the statistics, like I just said, are are not accurate. And there's going to be a number of people who are stricken with this disease who don't even know they have it. And if they go out, they might infect somebody else. So I see this as a huge problem. It's a big problem because that's the uh, second statistic out there. How many people have actually contracted the uh, COVID-19 or, you know, the uh, coronavirus? And, uh, you know, it's it's over uh, 100,000 going on 200,000. Right now the United States leads the world. On uh, on how many have gotten uh, COVID nineteen, so you know we we've got two landmark uh, uh, statistical uh, measurements today in the amount of deaths and the uh, amount of uh, people that that actually have the COVID nineteen. I think the lack of tests was, was is a national disgrace. So. Um... At the last debate, there was the, the they talked about health insurance, but it doesn't seem like that's an issue that's on the front burner now. Um, and at it should last, be right. At the last debate, they glossed over health insurance. They uh, 
allowed a, a couple of things to be said uh, about health insurance. Of course, Bernie Sanders is for single-payer health care insurance. In other words, Medicare for all. Nobody, everybody in, nobody out. I think that's really important right now in this crisis that everybody has insurance. But that, unfortunately, we're you know we're minus forty million plus. But uh, you know the everybody in, uh, nobody out concept is is the single payer concept, and uh, you know we just don't have that in our healthcare system. But at the last debate, you got to watch the debate and not listen to the pundits. The pundits have given Biden the victory in the last debate. They've given Biden the victory in the primaries, and that's just not going to hold up uh, because we've we've now been delayed. So there's a different ball game out there in terms of the primaries, but there's one ball game out there in terms of getting rid of this uh, COVID-19 virus, and that's for everybody to come together to fight it and not politicize it. So um, because Bernie Sanders is for universal health insurance, nobody else is talking about it, right? Nobody else is talking about it. Biden said he would veto it if it came in front of him. Uh, That's disgraceful. Uh, I I don't think that uh, Biden is tied in with the private health insurance industry. He definitely has investments. People should uh, try to figure out how much he does have in the uh, health insurance industry, especially since his brother just got a golden parachute in that industry. And, you know, we've got to fix our private system of, of insurance is just not working for health care. We got to get the health care and the private health care insurance companies out of the system. They've got to be thrown out of the system. And people should come to that understanding, hopefully. And so if people don't understand that even though their lives are in jeopardy at this point, what can we do? What can we do? If nobody is paying attention, well, I, you know, I think there's a lot we can do. We get active in, uh, you know, local homeless groups, start helping people and that need the help. Uh, you know, what we can do is follow the guidelines real strict, strictly, and, and social distancing. You know, we we've got to make our own uh, effort from the bottom up. Uh, in terms to solve this uh, crisis. It won't be solved so getting, by the uh, professionals. It will be solved by everybody. The, getting back to the 40 million who do not have health insurance, and that's a, a nationwide figure. Um, so there's no there's no assessment as to exactly what the true number is, correct? Well, there, there's pretty re- good guesstimates on, on the true number. They've got an actual number. I just don't have it on hand right now. But uh, they've got a really good assessment. It's over $40 million. Uh, you, know, it, it, you don't have any of the, the people that, that don't work. It's an employer-based system. 
And that's what's wrong with it. It's based on the employer, and the employer has to pay a tax on it. Most people don't understand that they have to pay a tax on their health insurance when they're employed. They get 50%, the employer gets 50% or some other percentage. So, you know, what they have to pay into this system. So, you know, they're not considering they're already being taxed. The question is how much and what way you want to be taxed for the system. And I think the single-payer system solves the taxing question. It's by income, and it's truly uh, progressive taxing to uh, get single-payer off the ground. One one of the things that would get it off the ground immediately would be to scrap the uh, cap. The cap I'm talking about is on social uh, security insurance, which a big part goes to pay for Medicare and Medicaid. And the cap uh, means that anybody over 110 or it's about 120,000 now or above is not taxed. Well, you just tax all the earnings, and you would you would pull the entire system out, and probably could finance uh, single payer right out of that one small reform. Okay, let me ask you this: You just said that if Biden was president. And a bill for universal health care was on his desk. He would veto it. With the with the amount of people that are being stricken, that doesn't sound to me like a good leader. Would you agree? He's not a good leader, and that, that's the point. Uh, they've crowned him the leader of the primaries. Corporate media has given him the victory, but it's not over. Uh, most people should realize that there was a recent prime primary, an overseas primary, and Bernie won it. He won it by 57%. He's got more delegates. He got nine delegates out of it. So it's not over, folks, even though the corporate media has declared this primary campaign over with. It's on. Okay, now the, the primaries, there's quite a quite a few more yet, right? There's what? There's a number, there's a number of primaries that are um, going to be voting soon, right? Yeah, there's quite a few more, but uh, Bernie has announced he's going to stay in the campaign until the uh, New York primary, and I'm going to take him at his word. Okay, so the magic number, I believe, is 1991. Right, we're nowhere near right now. We're halfway there. Okay. When all is said and done, and there is neither one of the candidates still in the race have 1991, what do you foresee? I see foresee a broken uh, brokered convention and the super delegates taking over. And in that case, who do you think they would vote for? Well, the establishment wants Biden. It's obvious to me. Okay, so you you can you still think that Biden will wind up being the victor, right? If that happens. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have a new ball game right now. All right. 
So yeah, what are we the have rules a, we have now? a lot of primaries and we got a lot to go, and it's no time to crown a winner. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so if Biden is not for universal health care, and people are going to be stricken, they're going to get sick, they might die. How could you? How could you nominate somebody who's turned their back on people who have been compromised because of this? Yeah, I think it's shameless. It, it, it's terrible. And uh, Biden also has called off any other debate with Bernie. So I think people have got to get on to Biden right now and pressure him to have another debate. Very important that we have another primary presidential debate because right now Biden is getting specialized interviews from the corporate media, and Bernie's not have, had a chance to respond, especially over this latest pandemic. So, you know, it's, it's, and the, the, the bailout bill. We should, we should listen to Bernie on the bailout bill. I think he's got some really important points, but corporate media is not allowing Bernie on right now. So it's, it's really uh, important that people demand that the Democratic National Committee stage another debate between Biden and Bernie. Okay. Uh, you said that the uh, the I'm sorry. People don't know about the the the. Oh, oh my goodness! I I I lost my train of thought. That's all right. Take your time, Cynthia. <laughs> what What should people know know that they don't know right now? That there's a primary going on, and it's not right. over with, and that uh, they they need they need to, to uh, restore our democracy for sure. During it has to operate during this pandemic. It's very important that both happen happen that democracy happens and we beat this pandemic. Both things have got to happen. So from your perspective, do you think the Republican, uh, the Democrats are as culpable in this dire situation as the Republicans are? I think they are. Uh, I don't see anybody calling out the lack of testing by the Trump administration. I think that Trump has scared all the Democrats right now that he's going to cut off the aid to the states, and I've never seen Cuomo so feeble against uh, Trump uh, because Trump has his hands on that trillion-dollar bailout package, and and a big portion of it has to come to the state, and nobody, uh, you know, he's going to demand certain things. He's going to play politics with it. So, you know, I'm glad Cuomo called out his, his uh, politicking on that issue, but uh, it's important that 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 money filter down to people. $1,200 is not going to do it. Uh, I, you know, it has to. Bernie has called for $2,000 uh, twice, and, and that probably should continue uh, for each uh, individual. And you know, 
there has to be a different voice in this whole uh, coronavirus crisis. And do you hear any voices emerging? I I hear the the healthcare workers emerging from the bottom up. You better listen to them, especially the doctors and the nurses. They're emerging all over the place. Take notes. Well, okay. So um, it's really, really a fearful time, and I think people who don't, if for people who do not have health insurance, do you think they're taking the precautions to stay away from other people? I think we have a, a a problem with social distancing, but I think most people are complying. Uh, I don't think we should leave it on anybody but the uh, person's moral conscience for, to social uh, distance. It's it's working. People should understand that we're going to cut this thing down with that mechanism. It's our only mechanism right now because we've failed in, in testing. So, uh yeah, I'm so glad Wadsworth Lad is coming out with a test next week, but that's next week. We haven't done the current test, so we we don't know uh, a lot about this disease. But you know, getting back to it, uh, it's it's important that uh, this issue get resolved and that the the election go on. Now, when I contacted you yesterday to do this show, you talked about a book that you're reading. Tell us a little bit about the book and why it's important. Well, the uh, the book is uh, a history on the uh, the endemics that we've had in uh, in the United States. It's called Big Farms Make Big Flu, and you know I urge everybody to uh, read this book because it gives a uh, an analysis of where our other Epidemics have come from, and, and recently we've had uh, some epidemics that border on a pandemic, and people should listen to, to uh, what this uh, book has to outline in terms of where we've had it. Big farms, we're talking about agribusiness, and we're talking about agribusiness in China and the United States and all over the world have uh, have come into uh, such a... Uh, <coughs> you know, productivity uh, scandal that they have been producing uh, these kind of, they're responsible for these kind of epidemics that have been going around. If you look at the bird flu of the past and the swine flu of the past, they were all H1N1 uh, kinds of diseases and the H series mm-hmm. uh, diseases. And that that evolves out of this one also, you know, this came. This one came from China, the coronavirus. And it came from a uh, came from Hunan and, and Hunan City, and in a uh, a market specifically that that dealt with uh, exotic wild flu foods. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, you know exotic ducks and exotic you know. Things which which they produce in these big farms, these big agribusiness farms in China, along with and you know they actually uh, 
owned by U.S. corporations. So the book is very interesting. I'm urging anybody that uh, wants to know about how this uh, virus evolved to read it, Big Farms Make Big Flu. It's by Rob Mm -hmm. Wallace, and you can get it from Monthly Review Press. So if if you're lacking funds and you don't have any health insurance and you're afraid of what might come down the pike next, what are you to do? Well, you know, you you need to look at the facts and, you know, it's a a good question uh, about what people need to do. If they they feel that they're sick, they need to go to the hospital immediately and get tested, obviously. There's a lot of things you need to do in this crisis, and you need to obey the rules of social distancing. That's at least six feet, eight feet apart right now. So, you know, those are things that we need to do immediately. The need to do is, is a hard question because, We've got a lot of immediate needs right now in this crisis that we got to solve. One of my workmates in the labor department, um, she, she, she just retired, a clerical worker like I was. Um, she had all the symptoms last week, a high fever. She couldn't breathe, so she called her doctor. And the doctor says that they would not provide a test for her. So if she has the symptoms that she was ill and they refuse to give her the test and she has health insurance, I can't imagine how many people are sick without being tested now. Uh, Me too, and that's one of the uh, uh, clawbacks on this uh system that we have is people aren't able to get tested because they don't have enough tests to go around. So glad that Wadsworth's coming out with a uh, self-test next week. So, But it's, it's going to be late. It'll be a couple weeks till they get it on the market. You know, it, it's crazy that people aren't, uh, that go into work sick, know they're sick, but still go into work. And that that kind of culture we got to get rid of. Now, was it shocking to you how fast this spread? It is really shocking. It it really is uh, contagious. It's super contagious. And it, it, it takes out entire buildings. I mean, it's taken out nurses and doctors. I mean, it's taken out the uh, New York City Police Department. Nothing's been uh, more deadly so fast than this. It's shocking. How many people have actually died so far from this? Well, New York State just set the record. I told you, 2,100-plus. And uh, nationwide, it's much bigger, and, and uh, U.S.-wide, it's it's uh, exponentially larger. So a lot of people have died in the United States and uh, worldwide. And in Albany County, we, we've got two deaths in Albany County. It's come to well, Albany. Albany County has it. Okay, it wasn't too long ago where there was just two known cases. Now you're saying there's two deaths 
two deaths and over a hundred known cases in Albany County. Wow. And it's even hit wow. the jail, so I'm kind of concerned about the jail. Really? Okay, so if it's hit, hit the jail, and this is an important subject, what do you think should be done about that? Well, I think, thankfully, in our own jail, we have enough room right now to isolate people, and uh, we really need to think about letting people go that are low-level criminals and, you know, that that have been, uh, that are awaiting time in jail but are nonviolent. We need to seriously take take a stock on how many we have them in jail and and let them go. We we need as little in that jail as possible. Big crowds spread this thing bad, and and that's the most crowded situation you can be in. It's also putting our officers, uh, you know, our jail officers, uh, in in jeopardy. But in in terms of Albany County Jail, I heard there's a, at least three or four that have been infected already, but I'm not sure on my number on that. Well. So, Doug, in the final minutes, what's your what's your thoughts? What what can you tell our listeners? What would you say to them? Well, just abide by the uh, separation rules. Uh, the uh, the bailout really isn't a bailout for for you. Uh, you're going to get twelve hundred dollars. In about three weeks, don't don't expect it before then. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not going to be enough to carry you through at least two months. And uh, you know, I just like to tell everybody is to abide by the rules. Albany County uh, Health Department has some really good rules out there. You should go to their uh, website if you're not sure about any rule. And uh, you know it's it's really important that that we all abide by the separation uh, uh, issues right now in terms of uh, social separation, and hopefully okay. we can come out of this. Okay. So as the uh, the campaign for president evolves, um, I'd like to have you back on focus on Albany to talk about how Bernie Sanders is doing, and most importantly, um, what will be the status of health insurance for everybody in this country? Yeah, I think it's really important that people listen to what Bernie's uh, criticisms are of this bailout. (laughs) He's the only critic that's really come down comprehensively and hard on the Trump administration. Wow. Okay. So you've been listening to Deb Fuller. I'm Cynthia Poole. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes if you have a comment about this show. Hashtag Focus on Albany. So thank you very much, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay well, everybody. Stay well. Thank you.